Hey, welcome to the Creative Career Starter Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Chris Lyons. In this podcast, we will have conversations with young creative professionals about the steps that they took to go from design school grad to successful employee at a creative firm. The goal is to energize and inform your job search with their tips and stories, maybe help you get your first creative job. So stick around. Let's get at it. On this podcast, we'll be talking with Claire Sianka. Claire is a product design illustrator at Flexport in San Francisco who has found success as an illustrator in the agency world and now the corporate world. Claire talks about developing her skills as a designer and a business person and also talks about the challenges she faced figuring out her creative life as a high school art student. Well, good morning, Claire. How are you? I'm good, Chris. How are you? Thank you so much for joining me on the Creative Career Starter Podcast. Of course, my pleasure. Happy to be here. You have one of the you have one of the better stories in my book since I'm an illustrator and you're an illustrator and your path from studying illustration in college to where you are now is fascinating. How about you just talk a little bit about what you were doing your last semester in college and where you are now? Yeah, for sure. Well, okay. Well, first of all, thank you so much. That's such nice praise to hear from you. But let's see, thinking back to my last semester of school, I, as most students, was probably going through at least a little bit of panic of like, wow, okay, things are happening. My time is coming to an end. What I really tried to do was just cast my net a little bit wider in terms of not necessarily job applications right off the bat, but just connecting with as many other people as I could. And, you know, when you're a student, I think it's really easy for people to tend to sort of silo themselves into like, oh, I'm an industrial design student. That's like where I need to focus my attention and like be around all these people. Oh, I'm a graphic designer. I need to stay within um, design. Same thing for new media illustration, whatever your um, discipline is. But in reality, once you get out of school, you're all in this mix together. And the secret is like, no one really knows like what ex- where exactly their career path will take them like you don't land a job and then you're like okay i guess like this is exactly what i'm going to be doing for like the rest of my career right. here i so, am and here's the signpost it'll guide me the whole way yeah exactly yeah, get it <laughs> it is the last it's the furthest thing from a linear path i would say mm-hmm. and especially i mean i'm biased obviously but especially with illustration i think that is totally true we you know need to be um kind of chameleons in a way to sort of depending on the industry that you want to go into and your more specific area of expertise within illustration whether it's maybe you want to go more into like concept art or more editorial work so when you were a high school art student did did you know how to choose the college based on what it is you wanted to do or, or were you not really aware of the kinds of careers you could have I would say I, my knowledge of careers was definitely very limited at that time, both by nature of obviously being super young, growing up in a small town where, you know, I had really awesome teachers growing up, but at the same time, no one that had really the scope beyond like growing up in upstate New York, which is fine. But yeah, I think I really, really could have benefited from even just some kind of mentor who ha- who was experienced in the industry already, who maybe could have shed some light on more specific creative career opportunities. Because thinking too, like, I'm sure this is the case for 
a lot of young creatives getting started, like you might be the only creative in your family. And like, that was definitely the case for me. So even from that avenue, like obviously your parents and family want to support you no matter what, but at the end of the day, if they're not well-versed in uh, the industry, then, you know, there's only so much they can do also. My, my parents were art teachers and that was the only guidance they could give me is that if, really? I, was, if I was going to go to what they thought and called art school, yeah. I was going to be an art teacher and I didn't want to be an art teacher. Yeah. It's crazy too. Like obviously teachers are incredibly important, but I, I've always found that the best teachers I've ever had have equal parts experience in the classroom and experience in the industry and like finding that balance between the two has always been like resulted for me in the most valuable people to um, both learn from and work with in the future. So you were you were fortunate to be good friends with a graphic design major who yes. was one of my students and she exposed you I think probably more than most illustration majors to the world of graphic design. Yes, absolutely. And that was a huge eye opener for me in the sense of, okay, just because I chose a certain major doesn't mean I can't explore other options and continue to grow my knowledge in other ways. And, you know, I think beyond what you consider yourself in a career, it's just super important to kind of take a step back and figure out like, okay, not only who am I in the professional world, but who am I as a person? Not to get super real, but you know, at, at the end of the day, it's like, we're all just people working together. And whether you're on a team that's exclusively creative and working in a brand studio, or if you're the only designer in like a, in a hundred person company trying to support everyone's needs, and you're around only account executives and engineers, developers, data engineers, all that good stuff. Definitely a super eye-opening experience of figuring out how to merge yourself into all of these other disciplines, even just outside of art and design. So. I, think, I think the world of illustration has changed dramatically. I've been in it for 20 years, and the fact that most magazines have disappeared and almost all newspaper work, that used to be 90% yeah. of my work as an illustrator was newspapers, yeah. and, mag and that's all gone. There's a I little bit of... I'd say it used to be 90% of my work. Now it's probably 10%. But the mm -hmm. the bigger um, trend is that illustrators coming out of school aren't going to have these opportunities that were available 10 or 15 years ago. They're just, right. they're not. Right. So you have to find a new path. And I think your path is really instructive for young illustration-focused majors. I had heard from you about this opportunity, like maybe, I don't know, two or three months after graduation. So still kind of figuring things out. And I just right away immediately got in touch with um, Carrot and the net, like not even a day later after I contacting them, they were like, oh, this, your book looks great. Like, when can you start on board as a freelancer as um, more of like a, a month or two of a contract um, that they wanted to bring me on for, for this very specific huge project for Rick and Morty that they were working on. And, you know, I was like, okay, sure. Like when I can be down in New York on next week, I guess. So what I ended up doing was, you know, not wanting to waste any time. My boyfriend at the time was living in New York. So, and I had a bunch of friends down there. So I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna maybe, I guess, make an extended stay, quote unquote, and like get my butt over there and just try to, you know, really jump on this opportunity of like, yes, I will freelance for you, but I want to be in your office. I want to be there working and getting to know all of these people as much as possible. That was a smart move. Yes. And I, looking back on it now, it's kind of like, wow, I'm surprised that like, I, I mean, maybe I'm not surprised that I like 
made that connection to jump on it so quickly. I think part of it too was just, I was so ecstatic to have such an amazing opportunity that I was like, okay, I like, I don't care what it takes. I'm just going to make this work and figure it out along the way. I did my due diligence in working with the team and like introducing myself to even just the rest of the design team while I was there. Um, and you know, Carrot was an incredibly special place in that their culture was absolutely amazing. Um, to this day, I've never really experienced anything like it. Um, they were just super welcoming, super great work family. And so long story short, after being there working on this project for about a month or two, towards the end of my time, I chose to have a little sit down conversation with my design director and was basically like, hey, I love it here. Would you guys consider bringing me on full time? And I don't remember all of the like nitty gritty details, but in short, the answer was yes. So um, after this project, they were like, we'd love to have you on. And then I think I maybe took a week to just kind of collect the rest of my things back up in Rochester and moved on down and figured out all the rest. And yeah, actually talking about it makes it seem so like, wow, yeah, I actually did that. But that really yeah. happened, didn't it? <laughs> yes, it did really happen. So you were working as an illustrator at Carrot yes. um, in New York City. Yes. Tell me what happened next. So... To this day, I New York will always have a special place in my heart of really like jumpstarting my career. But in the end, I kind of was like, well, I don't know if I could really see myself staying here like super long term. And then, you know, things were going on in my like personal life, too, that I was like, uh, I don't know. Carrot opened an office in L.A. The timing just worked out incredibly well. And about a year after being in New York, I happened to be on a ton of projects that were based in our L.A. office. Um, so being on a lot of projects in L.A., uh, I was able to kind of just align really well with my design director and be like, hey, I mean, I packed my bags and decided to move out to L.A. <laughs> yes. When you read these things where you're supposed to think about a five-year plan for your career, how oh in the name of God could you plan? You couldn't plan five weeks ahead. Oh my gosh, no. Yeah, I should definitely make that clear that especially as soon as getting out of school, I think it's really important to have the future in the back of your mind, but at the same time, just focus on what you can do right now. For me, I think I feel like a lot of it was kind of just like gut instinct of like, okay, I'm an illustrator. I'm super interested in the entertainment industry. LA is kind of a no brainer. And it was like all of the, all of these pieces just kept falling into place of like, okay, not only does, do I love carrot and I, I would love to stay in New York, but they had just opened an office in LA and they needed an illustrator out there for the incoming um, new entertainment projects they were getting. And I had worked with almost all of the team that was out there. They were pretty much all um, Carrot Brooklyn transplants who had gone out there. So it just, at the end of the day, there's kind of only so many signs you can get before you're like, okay, yeah, I should do this. This points to the bigger, um, the bigger concept of trusting what it is you want to do and what you do really well, and then just single-mindedly going after that. But when you believe enough in your skills and you're talented and you've worked on it, being open to opportunities like, like you had. But from that day we sat at Starbucks to you sitting at Carrot in Los Angeles is an astonishing journey in a short period yes. of time. Even when I was at um, at school at RIT and having grown up in Rochester as well, I think part of my decision in choosing to stay in Rochester for school was 
thinking long term. And I, I think I definitely at the time was like semi joking when I said it, but just still just planting that seed of like, okay, I'll go to school really close to home with the intent of going somewhere really far. I grew up here. I've had a lot of good experiences here, but I want to go somewhere else. Like it does, it doesn't need to be more complicated than that, especially in the beginning of your career. Just knowing that there's something more that you want and figuring out the details of that along the way. I remember you came in and actually audited a design class. And I, yes, and I've, I did. <laughs> and I've got a couple of illustrators auditing classes, or actually in classes with me this semester. I think that speaks to your spirit, your ability to say, there's something more here and I need to experience it and go grab it. So in the spirit of that, you found what looked to be your dream job working for the Cartoon Network in Los Angeles. Yes. And then what happened? I was in LA for, let's see, about three years. They were really like some of the happiest years I've like had in my life up to this point. Like for some people, LA, uh, not everyone loves LA, like, but I absolutely do. From the moment I stepped off that plane of getting there and hmm. I'll never forget, like this sounds really cliche, but getting in a cab and, um, you know, I think my flight landed for the first time there at like five in the afternoon. So like the sun was sort of going down. We were driving on the PCH uh, <laughs> towards the office. I was just like, this is insane. But yeah, you know, the thing about LA though, is that it's a, it's a very spread out city and, you know, things are so rooted in entertainment there that I think it, especially when it comes to networking there, things have a sense of like, I don't know if exclusivity is the word, but it, it's definitely harder to, you know, just hit up a random person and be like, hey, would you want to get coffee and talk about like X, Y, and Z? Or like, I'm working on this project right now and I'd love to kind of get some feedback on it or just kind of pick your brain about um, some other experiences or whatever. The company I was at was, you know, Carrot had been bought by um, a parent company several years back. And, you know, I think something that in, when you're in school that you don't really, it doesn't even ever occur to you is that there's other forces in the industry like out of your control where things can happen like office politics and you know think like money and connections and all of that like workflow stuff that uh designers don't really think about that much because you know we're kind of rooted in the day-to-day -day work production um as opposed to being really tuned in, especially when you're just starting out too you know it's you're not exactly tuned into the inner workings of like the entire company. Right. No one's right. asking you about that, your opinion. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nor might you even be like aware of it. But so things were amazing at Carrot. Um, unfortunately, we had uh, a couple of rounds of layoffs had to go down. And I think, you know, that layoffs in and of themselves is something I feel like in school is like absolutely never touched upon, which is fine. But I think it'll do you a great service to kind of do some research on your own, have some baseline understanding of like what could potentially happen at a company that might be out of your control. So well, what happens is I, I actually tell my students that you're not really truly a design professional until you've been laid off because virtually <laughs> yeah. everyone gets laid off at some point in this industry. Yeah. It's so funny that you say that because I think this year, especially I like met so many new people who were like, oh yeah, you know, like was laid off at the beginning of last year and, you know, just doing some fun employment stuff for a little bit and figuring things out next. Um, but yeah, so, and I think too, because of 
not having that like background understanding of what can actually happen within layoffs, there was definitely a part of me that felt a little bit of shame towards it. I I think for a while I was wanting to move on to something else. Like the work had kind of slowed down. You could just kind of tell like things weren't going as great as they used to. So anyways, being laid off, I kind of just, you know, took a step back and was like, okay, these past three years have been amazing. Let's try to figure out what's next. What did I really like about the past three years? What maybe could have been a little bit better? What do I even really want to do next? Seven months later, and um, I an opportunity came in my door to move to San Francisco. So I accepted an offer with a product company, and I've been here for the past, let's see, six or seven months already, which is crazy. But yeah. We'll get back to our conversation with Claire Sianca in 30 seconds. Creative Career Starter Courses teach you strategies that strengthen your job search from building your network to making contact with the right person at the right place. Visit creativecareerstarter.com for more information on courses that will help you find a creative job. Now back to our conversation with illustrator Claire Sianca. So you're an illustrator inside a company now, which is certainly different from being an illustrator inside yeah. an agency. In-house versus at an agency is extremely different in many ways, for sure. So what's what's the primary difference? Uh, there's so many. Maybe I'll do like a top three. Is okay. that cool? Good. It's perfect. Okay. So, okay. So first of all, timing as it relates to amount of work. At an agency, your projects are extremely defined by the time that they're like landed on your plate. Like by the time a producer or an account person or art director, whoever hands you your essentially brief to get going on a project, there's nothing really that you need to worry about. They're just like, okay, we have A, B, and C that needs to be done. We're choosing you to do it. Reviews next week on this day, like get started. Yep, here's, your, de- here's your deadline. It's, yep. it's in stone, go. Exactly. Yep, there is control for you obviously in the work that's done, but like you said, deadlines are pretty set in stone. So whereas at a product company, there's kind of an infinite amount of work that you could be doing, or maybe not infinite, but like, let's just say like, I don't know, maybe like three years worth of work that you could, that could be done. Mm. Um, But it's kind of up to you to figure out like, okay, how do we prioritize what I'm doing right now? And how will that segue into what's next? And so that was like a huge adjustment. Not only was the day-to-day like workflow and project structure so different, but it was just, when I first started, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to totally approach this with like an agency workflow mentality and everyone's going to know what I'm talking about and it's going to be seamless and it'll be great. <laughs> and, and that was just not the case at all. And in the agency world, everybody knows exactly what you do and you are hired for a specific talent and skill set. And they, yes. when they deliver a job to you, they know, they know what the outcome is going to be. Yes. At a corporation, 90% of the people don't know what the hell it is you do. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like that's another – okay, going back to the top three. Yeah. So <laughs> number, number one difference, timing and workflow structure for sure. Number two biggest difference is the yeah overall knowledge of being of the people that are around you. And I think for me, I'm perhaps a bit biased. Um, Flexport is a freight forwarder and data and logistics company. Um, most people who probably don't know what a freight forwarder is, I tell people that they're essentially um, a travel agent for cargo. To, so think of it like that. <laughs> That's great. Right? Maybe if I had gotten my first product job at a company, perhaps like 
Dropbox or Airbnb or Facebook, as opposed to working at Flexport, it's like, well, our clients and audience that I'm creating things for are essentially like logistics managers and very data oriented people. So I'll get coffee with a random person at work and tell them what I do. And they're kind of like, wow, I didn't even know that was a, an option. Like how, how did like, <laughs> so it's kind of like I have to tell them my whole life story of like how I got to where I am today. And it's equal parts exhausting and also thrilling, I guess. At the same well, time. when you're, when you're at an agency and you're working on a brand, you're consumer facing generally, and you're trying to uphold this promise, this brand promise. When you're inside, the people know the business and you, you've yes. got to facilitate their interaction with this company. For sure. And business yeah. to business is completely different from business to consumer. There's so many more pieces to align. That's, I would say, probably difference num- top difference number three. That's number is- three? Yes, that's number three. <laughs> you get there eventually. <laughs> that is um, number three. Oh, just number of people that you need to be aligned with. So like, let's say you have, so going back to the agency model, at an agency, your team is very defined. You know who you're reporting to, you know, like not only for an internal review, your art director and creative director need to sign off on what you're doing. But then long term, when a client meeting comes around, the client obviously needs to sign off on it as well. So it's a very, I mean, it, it is kind of a linear path as opposed to working at a product company kind of falls on you, but it takes a ton more time to not only figure out who the key stakeholders are in a project that you're working on but carving out time to make sure everyone's aligned. It's very hard to get 100% agreement from everyone. So it's kind of straddling that line of like making sure the right people are involved and included, but knowing when to take things forward and move on. And It's interesting that whether you are a graphic designer or an illustrator, you have to understand relationships, how to manage people, and how business works. That's the universal unifying theme here is that regardless of what your specific skill set is, you, you better have a pretty good sense for how to get along in a business. When you're first starting out to not only focus on your hard skills as a designer, illustrator, whoever you are, but also who am I portraying myself as, as a person to non-creatives, non-designers. And this is a huge buzzword that you'll hear around whether you're in at an agency or a product, but just kind of inspiring empathy towards other people. It's okay to not understand what other people are doing, but know that it's equally, if not more so complex than what you're doing. Remembering as often as possible that you're part of a team, part of a company working towards the same goal, regardless of discipline or department. No one wants to work with assholes. No one wants to work with drama queens and all that stuff. So it's just an, it's an important thing to remember for sure. All right. So what would you say in closing? What would yeah. you say to a young student who's about to graduate as an illustration major, terrified about the prospects of finding a job. What can you say to them to help put them at ease in this transition from school to the professional world? Advice I would give to recent grads would be to just try and network and put yourself out there as much as possible. And also maybe, I know people want to work for companies that they might define as a dream company, dream job, whatever, but I would say it's totally fine to Start small and not get caught up in like, oh, well, there's uh, a happy hour happening at this one company, but I'm kind of not interested at all in them. And, you know, I don't really know if I want to go. Just go. Just put yourself out there and don't get caught up in all the details of 
where you're at now, where other people are at. Very, very easy to fall into the trap of comparing yourself to so many other people, but just trying to remember that as long as you conduct yourself in a friendly enough way and a respectful enough way and a curious enough way to other people, you will find connections out there and you'd be surprised where they will lead you to. You're awesome. Thank you so much for spending time with me here. You're the awesome one. I I love the way you've taken your skill set and turned it into a lovely career. That's seems to be changing by the minute as I try and keep up yes. with you. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I will keep you in the loop as much as possible. Hopefully for the next little while, at least won't be too much changes, but you never know. <laughs> Wonderful to talk with you, Claire. Thanks so much. You too, Chris. Take care. Thanks again to our guest, Claire Sianca, product design illustrator from Flexboard in San Francisco for sharing her story. If you are looking for guidance and help developing your portfolio, send me an email to chris at creativecareerstarter.com and we'll set up a free 30-minute conversation to discuss ways to get your career moving. Thanks for listening today. We'll see you next time.